DJ and PK, we are joined now by Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Networks. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lincoln, good morning. Gentlemen, good morning to you. How are you both? Uh, we're, having a, we're having a radio fight on the air. PK's, PK's sure I'm wrong again. Which, you know, there might be some truth to it, but I don't really want to plead guilty to that right now. You don't know that about me, so let's not, you know, throw all the dirt out there in public. So I made some uh, some reference, some metaphor, some simile, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not very good at English. Uh, about the Utes still have a path to the Pac-12 South Division title, but after losing the USC, it's uphill, it's rocky, it's along the side of a cliff. It's not a great path. It is a path. It's just not a great one. They've lost a game. They're down a tiebreaker. They're no longer in control of their own destiny. And I don't think they can run the table and win again. I picked them at the start of the year to go 10-2 and two and 7-2 and two in conference. And if they lose again, then that means USC would have to lose three times. So, is my analogy anywhere near true? Or PK, who's telling me to quit obsessing about the standings after one game, relax, they're a good team, let it play out, the Pac-12 is crazy. Which one of those two do you, uh, do you subscribe to? I kind of sat on uh, I kind of you know sat on the latter point where, where the fact is I, I think the the Pac-12 is crazy. I mean we've been talking about it to to, to some extreme right now that you know the, the competitiveness of this conference is really in my opinion like no other. I mean you can really go down the list and I, and I like that I like parity. I don't like dominance. I like parity. I like the fact that anybody can beat anybody, and that's the way that players should feel. That's the way the coaches should feel, and that's the way that fans should feel. Um, you catch somebody at the right time, and then you have your chance to succeed and to move to move forward. But again, that philosophy, that ideology, if you will, does not necessarily coexist with the national uh, national perspective. And what I mean by that is that. We all want to be able to stick out our chest as fans and say our conference, our alma mater is something that, that, that we, should, we can be proud of, especially when it comes to football. And so from a national perspective, how likely are they to be in the playoff or to chase a championship? Well, this is not the NCAA basketball where everyone kind of has a chance. The, regardless of what happens with this, this conference, the Pac-12 championship, in my opinion, is not, the Pac-12 champion is not going to play for a national title. And that's just, I don't care whom it is, the Pac-12 championship will not be in the playoff. That's how I feel right now. But that doesn't necessarily bode well for a national perspective and for fans to be able to stick out their chest, if you know what I mean. So, though I like the competition, I, I wouldn't say don't panic. I think Utah is still a good team. They just ran up against a team that has some skilled players and, you know, for the most part, got lucky um, uh, and was able to beat them at home. So, but, but that happens. That's the great thing about sports in general. That happens at time for time. Yeah, I agree totally, Lincoln. The way I look at it, with the conference right now, I've been going back and forth on who I think is the favorite. And I'm thinking, you ever go to a, like a carnival or a fair and they have these stuffed animals in this booth and you have this big like crane thing and you put your money in, you try to pick out one of them and hope that it sticks. And as you pull it up to where you can take it out, you hope it doesn't loose, get loose and fall back into the pack. And so that's what I'm thinking. Uh, this week, I've got that money and I put the thing in and I'm trying to pick out my stuffed animal. And my favorite this week, which is subject to change, but my favorite to win the conference now is Washington. Well, 
as I said, you know what? It's it's probably going to change after this week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. That, that, that's the great thing about parity. That's the great thing about competition. You have that option. And and the thing is, is that when we try to procrastinate or procrastinate, that's is a word, better word for it. Uh, look at at um, the way this season is going to unfold. We're all trying to make conclusions when we haven't seen a whole lot of football in this regard, if, the, if that makes sense to you. I mean, things happen, injuries, um, uh, weather issues. I mean, who would ever have thought that when Cal played Washington a couple weeks ago, they would have a two-and-a-half-hour delay. They'd be on the verge of postponement, and then Cal would beat Washington at Washington. I mean, you, no one can ever predict that, but, but it happened. So that's a great thing about sports, and that's why we love it. And this, is, this past weekend was a crazy weekend when it comes to sports. You guys know that. So there's another potential crazy weekend here as you've got, uh, it looks like a couple of the top teams in the South and a couple of the top teams in the North ready to square off. How do you, how do you feel about USC going to Washington? And then we'll get to the Utes after that. You know what USC has been able to do this year, even without their starting quarterback, you know, coming into the season after an injury, is that they've been able to utilize their, their strength of their program, their roster, which is skilled players at all positions. Now, they've been somewhat lucky. I'm, I'm going to give them that. But at the same point, they found a way to win. And that's to, to me, is a true sign of a team that wants to be resilient, it tries, that wants to fight for its coach. So many opportunities when you're going to your fourth-string quarterback to, to just lay down and be like, you know what, we can't do it and whatever and just get thumped and call it a day. But you saw a matter of fight coming out of, uh, of USC. So with that point, for, that point going forward, Yes, I like Washington because I think Washington is, is a more complete team. However, you can't discount USC. And I don't know what the line is. or I'm not into all that odds maker stuff. But I do know this is that SC is going to give Washington everything they can handle and then some. And it's going to be a great game. So did Washington State somehow forget that it was September and think it was November by choking? <laughs> All the things that I saw when, 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 that, when that game went down is that they cooked it, they cooked it, they cooked it. <laughs> right, but it's September. It's supposed to wait till November. Yeah, yeah. How about that? But when, when was the last – I mean, come on, let's, let's be honest. That was a, an NC2A basketball score, not an NC2A football score. I mean, it was crazy. The fact that, you know, UCLA was down by as much as they were, and they came back and they rallied back. Now – if I'm Mike Leach and I'm a, I'm, I'm a Wazoo, you know, I'm seriously reconsidering my position because this has happened more than once in some capacity. And they have to seem to make everything interesting. And I'm not really sure what you can do. The fact is, is that most people around the nation know Mike Leach and Wazoo as the air raid offense. They don't sit there and say anything about defense, you know, for the most part. And there's been times where they've shown some semblance of defense, if you will. But after that game against UCLA, I mean, I really don't know where to put this team because I don't know what we truly have. Yeah, they can score points, but they can't stop anybody. So do we have the Pac-12's version of a Big 12 team that just wants to run up the score as much as possible and hope for the best on the other side? So what about UCLA? Since uh, Utah and USC both have to play UCLA, is UCLA a team that's capable of pulling upsets as opposed to the team that was 3-9 and last year and started 0-3 this year and – didn't look like they had any chance of beating San Diego State in the second half? 
Well, again, it goes back to the parity of the conference. Anybody can beat anybody. So everyone should be on their P's and Q's, no matter what the record is and no matter what their past history is. Everybody should be, you know, to stand up and be, and to be thought of and respected for the program that they are. You, UCLA, like SC, has got good skill players. Yes, they're very young. There's a, there are, there's a lot that, uh, you know, Chip Kelly is asking from his players, um, especially at this time in their career. But it, it goes back to stand up and be counted. Winning a game like that against Wazoo on the road gives them a feeling of uh, respect. It gives them a feeling of uh, confidence that they can do things. But I still think they've got too many holes. I mean, let's they, they did get a sixty-something points. You know what I mean? It's not like it, it was it was a ten-three battle. So they they still have a bunch of holes themselves. Cal's got the Devils at home Friday night. How much, if any, do you need to see more out of Cal before you say, all right, they are legitimate as far as potentially winning this conference? I'm, I thought they were when I watched the Washington game, when I did their game uh, against North Texas. This defense is lights out. The secondary is, is second to none, in my opinion, in the conference. And more importantly, their offense is getting more and more uh, confidence as they move forward. Look, when you have a defense, you have a chance. And, and I thoroughly believe that this Cal team is legit. And I've said that for quite some time. All right, so Utah's got to bounce back. Washington State's got to bounce back. Who do you mm-hmm. trust more? Utah. But, but, but you know what? It also relies on Zach Moss, the health of Zach Moss. I think the identity changed when he left the game. So I'm still waiting for the reports. Maybe you guys have something that I don't. I haven't seen on this day yet. But um, I, I think Zach Moss is very important to this offense. And, and, and without him in the lineup, they've either got to adjust – on the roll, or they got to find a way to, to 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 really pick things up because I saw a little bit of air taken out of their cells when he got when he was off the field. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think there's any question about that. That he might be the most important guy. Obviously, the quarterback is always important, but maybe aside from the quarterback, the thing that really really stunned me is you alluded to it about putting some balls up there and maybe SC got lucky. But I was really surprised that Utah's pass defense was that bad. And it does, I have to admit, make me nervous going up against Washington State because they just they may not have the receivers, and I don't think anybody in the conference has the receivers of SC, but the fact that they throw the ball so many times, just like last year, Utah did a decent job of containing it, but yet right at the end or the third quarter, whatever it was, they broke a big uh, 90-yard pass, uh, whatever the distance was you know you miss a tackle boom the guy's gone so I do have a fair degree of nervousness about being able to stop the pass for the Utes against the Cougars what do you see well, the thing is, that if you look at the formula for UCLA, the reason why they won is they had special teams come through big, and more importantly, they had turnovers, timely turnovers, even when they had a, uh, Wazoo had a substantial lead. And that's usually the key for most teams to beat another one. You want to win all three phases. You want to be able to win the turnover battle. So I, I think going forward, I mean, that's sort of the key to success against Wazoo. Unless you have a prolific offense that can score lots of points and get into a shootout, a legitimate shootout, the thing you want to do is you want to take advantage of the, of the chance – the intangibles. I still think, you know, Utah's uh, philosophy or the identity, if you will, in my opinion, is to be able to run the ball, which controls the clock, and play defense on the other side. And even if you give up, you know, some yards and you bend but don't break mentality and you give up threes versus sevens, you still have a greater chance. So moving forward, you want to generate turnovers, you want to control the clock. More importantly, you want to run the football and be able to take advantage and not necessarily put the pressure on Wazoo's offense because we know they can score, 
but be able to take so much time off the clock that they don't necessarily have the time where they can just think and think down the field and, and, and pick you apart. Hey, we were discussing with you about Cal and if they're legit and all that. Uh, is Colorado legit? What do you think of them? Is the jury still out? I think Colorado's dangerous, but I wouldn't necessarily deem them as legit. Um, uh, and, and the reason why they're dangerous is because you have the mentality where you travel under radar, and there are programs that look at look at that as a challenge. The fact that you know Colorado was able to go to Wazoo, I mean not Wazoo, ASU, and take care of business. You know, you you walk off that field, and be like, yeah, yeah, we are legit, we are legit. But I still think Colorado, typically, I mean, most for the most part, has too many holes to be considered legit. I just think they're dangerous. Last week at this time, there was so much talk around SC. There was even a report that came out on Friday, the day of the game, that if the Trojans get worked in the Coliseum, Clay Helton could be fired that night. And obviously it didn't come to pass. They win the game. But is this something that is just going to hang in the balance each week? As long as Urban Meyer is sitting in L.A. jobless, yes. Yeah. USC's does that make sense, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, I got it, you. It does because USC wants to win at football really, really, really badly for yes. decades and decades and decades. It is so ingrained. But this is a school that's had multiple significant scandals to the point that SC people, who are not easily embarrassed, are actually embarrassed. And to hire Urban, the guy's got baggage. I mean, it's obvious you're setting yourself up for another scandal that happens. It's not his fault. It's your fault. You've seen what well, happened which in Florida is very and true, Ohio but State. You also talk about a program that needs the attention, needs the spotlight, good or bad. It goes by the, the saying that any press is good press. Um, I, I think there's something to be said by Lynn Swan stepping down. And you didn't hear a lot of you know, flutter before or after. To me, things like that, when you talk about all the rumors that I've heard surrounding L.A. and surrounding S.C., what I'm most concerned about is that this team is prepared. I mean, this this organization, and I'll call it an organization because I do believe it is that, with the amount of money and everything, the procedures tied to it. I think they're ready to make a change, to make a splash, to try to prove themselves more significant. And all the things that you said about Urban Meyer are absolutely correct. However, I think they're willing to overlook it for the potential of being relevant in the world of college football again, which programs like SC, Notre Dame, Texas um, have to be. They, they, when it comes to the world of college football, if they're not in the conversation, something is deeply wrong. And they've been trying to figure out for years now how to get from under uh, Helton without just firing him for really no cause. I mean, the guy has had some success, but now it's not, it's not to SC standards success as far as being relevant in the total scope of college football. What do you think they do at quarterback now? Because uh, each of these kids has had their moments. Well, here's the thing. You don't do anything but ride the wave. I mean, <laughs> when you're able to go to your fourth-string quarterback and win a football game, you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does it really come down to the, their receivers? I and mean, we talk about the best receivers in the conference. Well, in every conference, somebody has the best receivers in the conference. But I saw a thing Yogi Roth did on the Pac-12 Network. He thinks they have three of the top four got three NFL guys. Can any quarterback have success with those three guys? I don't necessarily know if any quarterback, can, but, but here's the thing. I kind of equate 
SC's past weekend success against Utah to when I watched the Baltimore and Kansas City game. How many times did Lamar Jackson throw the ball kind of up and just do all the rules that you're supposed not not supposed to do as a quarterback? And his receivers came down with the ball, so it's more luck than anything. But with that being said, the the more film you have on a particular guy, the more defensive coordinators are going to be able to sort of you know create a game plan to protect against you. But it's it, you still have to go out there and, and execute. And when you have as good a skill positions as SC does and as deep as they are, you're still dangerous. So back to my Washington thing. You know, they've looked good except for that Cal game. Yeah. Uh, how much do I take that as something that that is really who they were? Or Because I had heard when we were down in L.A. for Pac-12 Media Day, keep your eye on Washington. they got a ton of young kids, and at some point they're going to get it together, whether it's sooner this year, later this year, or maybe even next year. They're going to be there. Are they? I think they're on their way there, but how close are they to getting there? Well, Washington has consistently been there. More importantly, you come into this season, a lot of people thought of, you know, highly of Washington and Oregon and, and Wazoo, of course, and all these teams had to play each other. They kind of discounted Cal because of their offense and Chase Garbers and stuff like that. But now that Cal's been, you know, it's proven that they can beat Washington. I mean, you go back to that game against Cal and Washington. I don't know how you can really keep people focused at, guys focused, young men focused at 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. I, I just don't know it. So you tip your hat to Justin Wilcox and his staff for being able to do it for Cal's standpoint. But I don't know how much credence you put in because, honestly, if I think, in my opinion, if Cal played Washington five times, I would give Washington the advantage like three to two, something like that. I think Cal could be competitive with them, but I think that they can, you know, I think Washington would eventually win three games over two. With that being said, since we only have one game, it's, you know, you, you get somebody early in the season who's still trying to find their identity. Anything is possible. I think coming to this season, uh, Washington was legit. I still think they're legit with their defense and their, their skill position. But at the same point, just like every team in the Pac-12, I think Washington's vulnerable. All right, we'll leave it right there, Lincoln. Thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it, and I forgive you for siding with PK at the start of the interview. I'm not going to hold that against you. It's a fight brewing for later, my friend. (laughs) Okay.